We are back on the KYMN Morning Show. Joining us uh, in the studio are Mayor Pownell and City Administrator Martig. Rhonda, Ben, good morning. Thanks for coming in. Good, good morning. 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 You have uh, you had a meeting last night, uh, first one of February, so we're well into the new year. It's kind of a light meeting, but I want to, I want to start off by asking you... Uh, <laughs> to either confirm or deny or dispel some rumors that are going around town. Believe that. We never have rumors here. This is the first one. Isn't it? Like, <laughs> Maybe it's a bad trend. Like the morning quarterback or what is that comment where coffee shops are full of like... Uh, Monday morning quarterback? Yes, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Amazing people in our community uh, that care about this place just as much as we do, right? Yeah. KYMN News has learned that there are rumors going around <laughs> that uh, the Northfield the Ice Arena has already been sold to uh, Aurora Pharmaceutical. To ask you a point blank, neither one of you can answer this. Uh, is that true or is it not true? Well, in one word, I'd say uh, two words. I'd say no comment. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a trusted news source. I appreciate it, Jeff. Uh, obviously, we can't address everything in the rumor mill, and uh, we, we've got busy work to do. But we're continuing behind the scenes to work mm-hmm. on some options with the ice arena. We left it off with the budget with the city council where we've been looking at a few options on the arena that's continuing and staff's continuing to do due diligence. One would be, um, could we, should we just replace the ice system in the arena to keep it going? Should we look at a major remodel in the existing arena? Should we look at a new construction um, of, of an arena? The Hockey Association still owns some property on the south end of town that could be used for that. And we have had some interest in the um, in the building itself by some people. We can't talk about that right now, but the council has had some closed meetings on that. Right now, it's planned for a March meeting. We only have one meeting in March, but we've got, we're doing some cost estimating and staff's doing some updated numbers and putting together some potential financial options for the council. So we hope to come back then. It's been delayed on our council meetings a couple of times when we had it planned, but the city still owns it. Um, the, you know, as a public entity, you can't do anything um, quickly or in the dark. It's going to be very open if that's discussed and the options. There'll be time for debate of the council. There won't be any immediate actions. They're going to be discussing things um, for options. But we, we expect, expect in the near future to have some activity. Um, we do have a primary contact that we have with the Hockey Association. Chris Canelli is our primary contact that we have that we work with. He's a past uh, president of the of the Hockey Association, and he's continued to be on their facility, a leader on their facilities uh, committee. So, um, if the Hockey Association ever people have questions, can go talk to Chris Canelli too, <laughs> um, or as always too, we're we're available. But I appreciate. Uh, you know, if rumors get to a certain point, you think it's worthy to get the facts. That's what you guys are here for. And we appreciate the KYMN, uh, the one to help get the word out. I'm glad we got that straightened out. <laughs> any other comments on this? Just that, you know, any sale of city property would go through the city council, right? So it would have to be documented. There would be a closed door uh, meeting where you would be giving guidance on uh, negotiating price. Uh, that's common practice. So... Yes, the two-word answer is, or one-word answer is, N-O, no, 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 and uh, just a, there's a, this is a really important topic for our community, and we need to figure it out, and the council, staff, the community, the school district, we're all working together on Mm -hmm. it, so. One other item, let's move on. One other item before we get into the regular agenda, that was on the, uh, there was a uh, public um, hearing on the uh, sale of the uh, Lonsdale Clinic uh, by the Northfield Hospital. Anything really, I guess we've discussed that a little bit before. Anything from last night to report? 
No, uh, Jerry Ean was in, um, Chief Operating Officer for uh, the Northfield Hospital and Clinics. We have Steve Underdahl in a regular basis. He could probably get into greater detail, but because it's a city-owned hospital, one of the retained powers of the council is that they have to be the ones to make decisions ultimately related to assets and facility ownership. And uh, the clinic over in Lonsdale, the services that are there are still being provided. They just happen to be relocated to the, the Lakeville Clinic and the Northfield uh, Clinics for the services that were there. And it's part of some of their cost uh, strategies and reevaluating strategic priorities. And so the uh, city of Lonsdale purchased it, and it was a fair market price. And so they came in, and the council did authorize that last evening. All right. Let's move on to the regular agenda. You had, uh, you did approve uh, contracts for uh, uh, the city attorneys. Now, a lot of people don't realize we have a prosecuting attorney and we have a, a civil attorney. They're two different things. Um, I should say you considered approval. I presume you did uh, approve yes. those. Okay. Uh, first, of all, first of all, prosecuting attorney. I was talking to some people yesterday, and they didn't realize we we have one, but the, yeah. it, we do have one, and it's an important role. It's different than, uh, you know, Chris Hood has made, uh, is probably in the public eye a little bit more than anyone else but uh, on the civil side, but on the uh, prosecuting side, it's, it's an important job as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and the council really has more interaction with the civil side than the criminal side. Are but both attorney contracts uh, were approved last night for a five-year extension. Both of these firms have been with the city of Northfield for a, a long time, at least ten years or something like that, I think. And the the built relationships and the knowledge and understanding of the city, uh, the relationships not only with the city staff but organizations like Hope Center or other entities within our community really help both of these entities to really serve our community well. And uh, just, I think Tom uh, Wedner, I believe is how you say his last name, was there last night really talking about how they work in collaboration, supporting the victims, working with our police officers to really bring forth justice in a really uh, respectful and honoring manner. And uh, I think they, they both firms are doing a really great job. Chris Hood as that civil attorney, we got to see him in person, live, what do you say, like 3D, right? <laughs> He's not on the flat screen, which is normally what he has been for us, but it was great to have him right there at the dais as well uh, last night. Uh, both firms do a great job for our community and work primarily with our city staff. Uh, the civil side uh, reports to or gives guidance to the city council, but really that relationship is with city staff the uh, contracts were those set out for bidding uh, is that uh, what do you typically do uh, do you just re uh, re-up their contract or do you bid those out yeah uh, many years ago so we've had a long-term relationship with both of these firms um, Eckberg Glamour's doing criminal and Flaherty and Hood doing uh, civil work that was originally done through an RFP that the council did and then we've had extensions for a number of years I think there's value in a long-term relationship as it relates to the contracts. Um, the the criminal side does have kind of a base retainer, which is pretty common in criminal um, service to communities, and we have an hourly fee structure related to Flaherty and Hood, which is updated. Um, Flaherty, you know, there is termination clauses, so if things aren't working out, there's terminations. We did do staff did a check kind of in the market just to see kind of where we stood up, and uh, we're right in line with with where common with other communities on the fee structure. So 
Um, it's a professional service that you don't have to go out for bids. And generally, if you go through that route, you should be serious about looking at making a change. And I think there's interest to continue the continuity. Um, I didn't even realize either that Eckberg Glamers also is doing work with Faribault and Dundas. And so they are really kind of leaders and integrated with um, with kind of coordinating criminal uh, justice services uh, within the county and a number of other cities, too. So um, we've been happy with the work the council uh, decided that last night to continue that effort. And that that could be something to consider in the future. But for now, uh, we just did an extension. All right. Let's move on to road projects. You do need to go out and get bids for road projects. And that was on the uh, agenda last night for a couple of different, uh, is it two different ones? Uh, are College Street and Water Street, are those, I guess, considered two different? Uh, wow. uh, or is, it, is it all one contract? One. Yeah, what, so, so what are we looking at there? Yeah. So there was, we actually moved uh, one road construction project that was on the consent agenda to the regular agenda. That was our mill and overlay of, I want to get to it. It's the Jefferson Park, uh, Jefferson Parkway West mill and overlay in Milltown Trail Improvement Project. So there's a corridor there that's going to be updated uh, and receive some improvements. And that will be going out for bid here on March 7th, and then the council will award that contract March 12th. Same as the College and Water, but they are two separate contracts happening in the same year, um, and so it's just a, it was a great opportunity to really review some of those. The Jefferson Parkway West, there was some conversation around the mini roundabout and how uh, you can get through that when you're a bicyclist. So oftentimes the focus is on our roadway designs that we're we're factoring in uh, small vehicles, larger vehicles, but we also want to take into account pedestrians and anybody who wants to bike along that corridor. And it's the designated state route for the Milltowns Trail. So ensuring it's uh, easy to navigate, it makes sense uh, that you the corners aren't too sharp and that, yes, that you can get through it safely for all users. So that... Um, Council moved that forward last night. They'll be looking at some some designs there, again, with regards to the trail, whether or not it's a 90-degree angle for bicyclists to navigate or whether or not it has a wider curvature, I would say, you know, so that it's easier for people to navigate a turn on a bicycle. Now, the other projects, College and Water Street, those are complete reconstructions, are they not? Yes, they are. So College and Water is a complete reconstruction, and... Those roadways are in some of the worst in our city. And so some, I think, community members that have lived along those corridors, they've been waiting since the mid-90s for these roads to get redone. And They look awful. Yes. Uh, especially the one is at College Street. It looks yes. like a lunar surface. Yes. Uh, and so I'm just, I think a lot of us, some of us that have been in this for some time, uh, working in some of these more expensive road construction projects into your CIP so you don't see those spikes in that five-year plan is really difficult because the, the roadway constructions prices, they're just they're going up, and so it's not easy to navigate and keep things on a, a what do you call that? More even keel. Even keel. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, college and water is really important. I think one of the key things that uh, staff really highlighted last night was some of the different um, the places where they have made some adjustments in the design to help accommodate um, 
neighborhood uh, residential homeowners' interests for seeing some changes on the front of their property. So navigating where that sidewalk goes to ensure that people can get in and out of their their driveways or preserve trees or some of those other requests that come through. And oftentimes the council or the public don't really know or understand that staff are making those, what I would call our tweaks, small changes in design to really uh, address a concern that is brought up by a homeowner. And uh, so they brought it, uh, that was really highlighted in the council presentation last night. And I think it's important for the community to know that because ultimately it's usually just the homeowner and city staff that know that but really we are responding to some of the concerns that are being raised out there the uh, contract will now go out for bids do we have uh, an idea of what uh, you know the climate is as far as bids go this year have you talked to anyone is going to be higher lower you know we saw some supply chain issues and big spikes uh, in uh, uh, construction costs a lot of that may be due to natural disasters going on around the country but any idea what it's going to be like this year? I didn't get an exact update. I don't recall David Bennett talking about that last night. But I think one thing that is important that the mayor touched on that I'll reiterate is the timing is really important. So you want to really get out to bid either early in the year or definitely before the spring. So we don't want this to delay anymore. Otherwise, you can't see those prices go up. Or you might do, or to keep it more affordable, we have some projects that if it's going to take two seasons, that can also be helpful. So Wall Street Road is an example that that one's going to come a little later. But because the construction will be allowed to continue in the new year, most likely we'll see more favorable rates. So that's something we can control immediately. We need to fix these streets, so we're hoping the prices come in good. Um, but we'll get that answer for you from Mr. Bennett uh, when we come back to talk about yeah. kind of what the environment is. Okay. Uh, you also... Uh, had a resolution to support uh, the uh, MACTA, M-A-C-T-A, which has to do with Northfield Public Broadcasting. We had Sam Temple on yesterday morning to explain that whole thing. Uh, I'm presuming that you can get behind this. Did, you, did the, the council have any issues with that uh, of support? Yeah, since Sam was on, I'll kind of boil it down a little bit here that the council supported it very strongly. We talked about this also during the budget because Northfield, uh, in our city budgeting, which is pretty common, we do have one of the few alternative revenue sources we have besides property taxes is fees we charge for use of our right-of-ways for cable television. But with as technology has changed, the, gov- the federal government hasn't allowed cities to use that same fee for Internet cabling, which is basically providing now the same types of services that the old one did. It's just a new technology. So that's that terminology modernization of the of the fee structure is is kind of what that's about so if if we were to see more transitions away from cable television which we expect to happen in the future and not be able to have the ability to charge that fee the most likely options for us is cut back on our communications department which includes broadcasting our programming on television or for people to be able to watch on the internet um, getting information out on our social media sharing what's going on with the community would get either cut back for services for staffing that we have or property taxes is a most likely replacement. So what we're hoping to do is keep those fees coming in and we've, as we've charged those in the past, be able to apply those in some form to uh, fiber networks that are going in. And we're asking the state legislature to help come up with some solution. And so they're working on uh, how that might be able to be accomplished. So that's now on our legislative platform mm-hmm. since the council asked that to be supported. So that is a, a state-level decision to be made and not a federal-level decision. A little complicated. It could be both. So we're working both at the federal level and the state. Um, 
this, uh, there's a lot of nuances with this, Jeff, but the short answer is the state has some ways that they can get that accomplished in the federal government through FCC regulations could also do that. And um, we're more optimistic right now on the state level on getting things done than at the federal level where they're kind of gridlocked on a number of different issues. So um, we think there's an opportunity potentially to make some progress here at the state of Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Understood. Uh, we have about 30 seconds. Anything else? No, people should consider submitting content to NPB. I mean, it's a great resource out there. And if your kiddos are singing (laughs) somewhere and you want to capture it and submit it so the whole community can see, you can do that. I mean, there's just a lot of really great things happening in the community. And people can submit them so that other people can enjoy them, too. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Much appreciated. And we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, thanks. Thank you.